I have an amazing mama on the line. She is a model. She is a mompreneur starting a business and she is a new mama. Alexis, welcome to my show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, you're welcome. I know we've been chatting about doing this for a bit. We met via online, good old Instagram. And I just yes. love everything that, you know, you were sharing and posting. I'm like, look at this amazing, you know, when you were pregnant, like mom to be like glowing, beautiful, pregnant, sharing, you know, <laughs> your ups and downs, sharing, being a model and being pregnant. I just like loved your message. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have to come on. You're so perfect for this. So thank you for being here. Uh, thank you so much for all the sweet words. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. So I want to get like right into it. But before we do, I want you to tell my audience just a little bit, you know, about you and who you are, um, you know, for those that don't know. Okay, well, hello, world. Um, I'm Alexis, and I live in Brooklyn, New York, with my fiance and my son, Zion, who is four months as of two days ago. So um, yeah, and we just actually came back from his four month vaccine. So he's like, he's knocked out sleeping now. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> he's happy. Poor little one. Um, but yeah, I, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, and I moved to New York, um, literally right after I graduated from college, I always wanted to live here and work in fashion and just, you know, be in New York. <laughs> so <laughs> I came out here and um, I interned at Mary Claire magazine um, for Nina Garcia. And from there, I just kept doing jobs. I, I did styling freelance. I worked in showrooms, um, but I kept getting pulled back into modeling. Um, and last year I competed for Miss New York USA and I was third runner up. I made top five. And from there I got signed and I started modeling full time from that point. And it's been what I've been doing out here and just loving it and having my, having like the best time out here doing what I thought I couldn't do. Um, so just really feeling blessed and happy. Um, I'm also starting to relaunch my YouTube channel. I've struggled with like, figuring out what I want to talk about on YouTube and becoming a new mom, like just being pregnant. I just was constantly researching stuff and um, just became inspired just to have a channel just geared towards motherhood. And it's like the sisterhood of motherhood and inspiring and helping other moms going through their whole journey from pregnancy to postpartum, like whether you're breastfeeding, whether you're not just all of that. So that's what my channel is going to talk about. Um, and that's I'm also amazing. starting a new business. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good for you. A lot well, of I mean, you know, it's funny, right? Like when you become a mom, I feel like so many of us, especially new moms, like we just feel like so inspired and so many new things happen to us. And and and, and, yes. and and we go through all these different things and we're like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Nobody talks about this. Like nobody shares this. So you get all these like wild business ideas and have all these. Exactly. You know, and I feel like since Amelia, like, you know, of course the first few months for me, like kudos to you because you know Zion's four months like for, for me the first like six months were like super heavy and I was like whoa I'm just trying to survive but then like once yeah. I kind of got out of that I started getting so inspired and started like being like wow like I really you know am learning this and wow I want to share this and you know that's really what you know my podcast stripped down was born out of my postpartum depression and being a new mom and wow. going through this journey and being like wow I need to share this. See, that's inspiring right there. And watching you from social media, like I like silently stalk you. <laughs> I'm like, you're, you're, just, you're just inspiring. And it's like, you seem like just a positive, happy person. And I'm sure your daughter is just 
gonna grow up and just be like wow my mom is so amazing which is a teenager you know that makes me like Um, so emotional and teary-eyed I so appreciate (laughs) that and it's like you know I I feel like so many times on social media right like we like we watch different things and it's like sometimes you like get down or like you wonder why you're in a funk and like I try to always keep it in mind and be like no matter what with my own channel I want to constantly be inspiring and empowering and just be positive even if I can't be obviously every day I share that and I try to share you know that realness especially because for me like going through postpartum depression was really hard and was really unexpected and I needed to like share like hey listen I am a very happy smiley person but like I did go through this and it's okay and like others that are going through it it's okay too you know and I, I appreciate with you like how you've shown so much with you know your own journey being you know four months in of like being a model and, you know, how you're figuring out with work and, you know, you are breastfeeding and all these things that you're doing, you know, as yeah. a mom that you're sharing with other moms to be like, look at me. And like, I'm trying to remember, cause there was quite a few posts that I was so inspired by, but there was one, I think it was you either pumping or nursing. And it was just like, it was so powerful <laughs> to me. I was like, good for you. Like you're, you know, like you're, you're killing it and you should be so proud of yourself. Thank you. So, and that picture, it's so funny because my, so my fiance, he takes all of my pictures. Like we just, just snapping our lives away every day. I love it. But Hashtag Instagram, I Instagram fiance slash husband. Exactly. But that day I was actually having a really hard day. Uh, my son at that time was having like a breast preference. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but I hadn't, I never heard of it. So basically I guess breastfed babies can pick like, Hey, I want your left boob now. I don't want your right boob anymore. There I've could be heard of this. Else. But like, yeah. I've heard bits and pieces. I'm so interested to hear this from you. But like I, with Amelia, like, I feel like sometimes she'll like favor one the other more because I am, you know, still uh, nursing 18 months. But it's like, I feel like it's sometimes- That's amazing. 18 months. You. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and it's like, sometimes I feel like I'm like, oh, maybe she does. But then she always seems to like go back. So explain this to me and like everyone else. Yeah, so I, from the research I did and what I understood, so babies just can just have a preference just like you have a preference. Like, hey, I like this cup better than this cup. I want to drink my water out of this bottle instead of this bottle. It could be the flow of the milk that's coming out. It could be maybe too intense of a letdown out of one breast. And the other one is like, oh, this flow is great. <laughs> like, this is my stream. I like this. Or you can <laughs> even have, you know, a breast infection, which thankfully I, that's not what was wrong with me. But sometimes it could be that and your baby can be like, hey, something's wrong. Yeah, I, I've had that. And that it's so interesting oh how the baby literally knows like the milk changes and like they, they're they so smart. Like even though they're so little, they know. Exactly. And like my daughter, I think it was like maybe four or five months. Amelia, I was like in so much pain, but she was like literally like pulling on my nipple. I'm pulling and I was like, oh my God, like, what are you doing? What is your problem? And I was yeah. like, freaking out. Like, why are you hurting me? And then my lactation <laughs> girls were like, no, no, no. She's really smart. She's trying to get your clog out. She's trying to help you. And I was so thankful because she was wow. able to like show me. And then I was able to like take sunflower lecithin and like, you know, massage it and use warm, you know, water and everything. And thank God I was able to get rid of the little bit of the infection. So it didn't turn to mastitis or didn't have to go to the doctor or anything. But like, how crazy wow. like our babies know no I know that's why I'm just like baffled by breastfeeding like it's just like yeah. there's just so much it's just like amazing like this is what our bodies can do and then like how our babies just pick up on everything <laughs> it's like it's just like just perfect it is <laughs> and made it's like it, so for you like did you set out to breastfeed like were you when you were pregnant were you like I'm going to breastfeed 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like most women, when you're pregnant, you know, you come with everything. Like you want everything to go a specific way, your birth plan, everything needs to happen. So my birth plan went like completely whack, wacko. Like I'm sure most people's birth plans probably did. And, um, I was like really bent on like, okay, my birth, my birth plan didn't go the way I wanted to, you know, the way my, um, delivery didn't go the way I wanted to. So I was like, breastfeeding was always something I wanted to do. I was like, I'm going to make this happen, like, no matter what. So I didn't know going into it, like, how many issues there could be, like, having a bad latch, having intense letdown, like, having a baby with reflux, all these different things. I just thought, like, okay, I'm just going to breastfeed, and it's going to be, like, magical and beautiful and pretty and easy. <laughs> and it was hard. It wasn't easy <laughs> to start off. But, yeah, it was always what I wanted to do. I always wanted to breastfeed. Um, not that there's anything wrong with babies who are formula-fed. Not everybody's able to breastfeed. It's a, it's a gift. It's a blessing. And Absolutely. I felt, like, hey, luckily I'm able to do that. Um, so you know, I'm going to do my best to go at it, go at it as long as I can. So good for you. No, and listen, I feel you on the birth plan. Like same here, my birth went out the window and it's like, and I, and, and I totally echo with what you say. Like, I feel like for me, I was like, okay, everything else went out the window. I didn't get to like check any of those boxes. I had a, you know, a C-section at the end of the day that I didn't, you know, didn't, you know, expect to have, or obviously really want to have. And then my body didn't, yeah. you know, bounce back the way, you know, quote unquote, bounce back the way I wanted it to and all these things. And so I felt like, okay, this is something I can somewhat control this is something I'm gonna make happen and I always tell this to other mamas like even though it was something I wanted the first few months were horrible like for me Amelia like barely would latch like my milk was late supposedly because of my c-section my body didn't realize like you know my placenta hadn't passed so it wasn't like yeah hey the milk you know and it was like oh my gosh nobody tells you that so I'm like pumping exactly. like crazy you know and I'm like trying to make things happen anyways fast forward you know after a few months we finally got in a rhythm and I finally got her to latch and I was able to nurse her, you know, on demand, no problem. And it's like now being eight months out, I never thought I would be here. I thought I would have quit. I thought I would have been like, no way. Like this is too hard. And now I'm like, wow, this is that magical journey that so many moms talk about that I'm now experiencing like later in the game. And I'm like really enjoying it and enjoying the bonding. And even though she only nurses a couple times a day, for me, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. she still really wants it, even though she's getting, you know, solid foods and water and the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, this is something that really works for us. And so when people ask me like, oh, when are you going to stop? I'm like, listen, I understand like the question, but I feel like it's so discouraging to mamas who like, really wanted to breastfeed from the beginning and so it's like we don't know like we don't have a limit in our mind exactly and I think that's something like that's why I I love the whole era of social media because it's opening awareness towards breastfeeding and kind of helping people to understand it a little bit more and maybe be a little more sympathetic towards people because like you said you had a, a difficult a start with breastfeeding and then eventually it got better and now you guys are having this great relationship but if someone's asking you like oh when are you going to stop well you don't know how long it took for me to get to where I'm at right now so I don't know when I'm going to stop I want to just go as long as I can so I don't know yeah you just don't know and I agree with you I think social media has opened up you know the doors and and also just like open people's eyes and awareness because it's like you know years ago these conversations didn't exist or you weren't supposed to have them and there weren't resources and there weren't you know things you could look up or go online and feel inspired or feel supported and you know so i i feel so grateful that like you know i have my lactation team like you know that yeah. i have in person and remotely and i have you know a doula who helped me and all these things that like so many other mamas 
you know, didn't have access to that I'm like, I think it's so important to share that no matter whatever your choice is, if you choose to form a feed, great, but it's like, you should have the option, you should have the resources. So like good for exactly. you for wanting to like learn and continue to educate yourself because I just think that's so important. Yeah, and it's it's all it's funny because like my so my mom she was in the navy she's a veteran um and she didn't wasn't able to breastfeed because she was off serving her country yeah. so when I told her I was in a breastfeed she was like okay like you know I wish I could help you with this I don't know any information about right. it so it was hard for her to like watch me struggle because I did struggle at first too I had I make like an overproduction of milk oh wow. <laughs> like a blessing but also like can it, it, at, at the beginning can be really troublesome to a new mom because you don't understand your body mm -hmm. and like how much milk is coming yeah so my son was like literally choking on my milk and like <sighs> it was it was painful to watch him like want to eat but then he's like this is too much and um so my mom she couldn't help out but she was just like even her she was like you know you're doing such she always tells me like you're doing such a good job I'm so proud of you so I think also it plays into like having like your family and friends because I've had some friends who also gave birth similar on, around the time I did and they told me they stopped because their family wasn't supporting them they were like not understanding why they were breastfeeding like well you don't have time this is too time consuming just give them formula or whatever so I feel like if you don't have the support too it affects it affects you definitely it definitely affects you and I appreciate you bringing that up because I also went through similar you know my mom um breastfed me I you know she had me pretty young in her early 20s and again no real support or help and she was on her own you know at home while my dad you know was working and making things happen and I was kind of a you yeah. know, surprise in their world and you know so they're young and figuring it out and she breastfed me I think she said like for the first few weeks and she had a really really hard time and it was super painful and it was super you know traumatic for her and so she stopped and that was traumatic for her you know as well and, you know, when she saw me struggling, you know, of course, her first instinct was like, well, then just stop. Like, you don't need to be crazy. You don't need to struggle, you know. And it was exactly. her obviously being protective and wanting me not to be upset. But it was like not helping me in the moment because I was needing someone to be like, it's okay. You'll figure it out. And thank goodness that my mother-in-law did breastfeed both um, my husband and her daughter. And so she was like, listen you will figure it out. It may take some time. You just got to keep going. You just got to keep trying. And so between having that and then my lactation team and dual and everyone, you know, it was like, okay, I can do this. And, you know, and my mom, like, you know, um, after having me had my, my, uh, my two brothers. So my middle brother had went right to formula because she of course didn't want to deal, you know, with how hard it was with me, but then the right. young she ended up, he latched right from the womb. Like he was that, you know, small percentage that did. And so then they breastfed for over a year. And so for her, it was like, oh my gosh, this is so easy and like no big deal. But she was also then, you know, in a seasoned place and in a different, you know, time of her life. And she was able to figure it out. But it's like, you know, when I hear her tell me those stories and, and share that with me, I'm like, you know, I don't know if I, if I had been younger at her age, if I would have given up with Amelia, you know, it was very hard and it was very, you know, challenging. And I agree with you that like, again, these resources and having all that inspiration and different people out there to kind of like lean to and watch and feel like, okay, I'm being supported. Right. I'm not the only one struggling. I just think it's so important. It definitely is. And like, 
that's like when I started breastfeeding, I like, I, so I like to research stuff just in general. Like I just always research stuff, but I just found like so many like accounts on Instagram, just like really geared towards breastfeeding. I'm like, this is just crazy. Like it's just countless. So any moment I'm feeling like discouraged, I just like get on one of those accounts. Like try to like, and I try to like reshare stuff that's like inspiring to me yeah. or, um, and I, you know, try to keep it real. Like it's not easy. And like a lot, a lot of people will message me like, Hey, like I, I like your breastfeeding journey. I like your, your journey. You're showing like you're being real. Cause I feel like sometimes some people can just like portray everything's okay. And then that can kind of isolate those people who are feeling like, man, I'm not doing a good job. Make them feel kind of worse. Like, okay, she's doing perfect. What's, what am I doing wrong? Absolutely. So I think yeah, it's, well, it's good to keep it real. Yeah, exactly. It's good to keep it real. And I think you do, a, you know, you do a really good job of that. And I think a lot of other mamas, you know, appreciate that. And that's something also too, for me, like I had to learn, you know, being someone that, you know, is in the public eye and doing all these things. When I had Amelia and I went through my postpartum depression and I had a really hard time of being online, you know, my first instinct was like, just to kind of cover it up and mask it. And it was like, that was horrible, not only for my audience, but like even more so for me. And then I had to kind of sign right. off and like go within and be like, okay, how am I going to like, you know, work through this? And then, you know, fast forward, decided to share, like you're saying the real and the rawness and be like, listen, this is not easy. This is what I'm going through. This is what I'm feeling. So good for you because it is a very vulnerable place. So good for you yeah. to be able to share that and be like, listen, it's not so easy, but this is what I'm doing. And, you know, so that being said, you know, you are breastfeeding now, um, four months. So how did you kind yeah. of get things out of like out of that craziness and, and under control, especially with the overproduction? Because I've heard about that, but I don't know mm -hmm. much about it. So I would love to hear. Oh my God. So with that, so, okay. My hospital that I get, uh, delivered at, um, they're, they have a really good lactation team. So they have like lactation support groups and meetups you can go to. So I started attending those just to like figure out what was going on. Um, and literally it was just like, one one simple thing if you have an well for me if you have an overproduction it's good to lay like you're basically laying you're nursing to lay down like you kind mm -hmm. of are like reclined yeah, as far back position. as you can mm -hmm. yeah so I was like trying to do what I what I saw pictures of breastfeeding sitting up cradle like all cute and I was like oh, okay that doesn't work for me so once I adjusted my positioning and we, we figured out a way that was good for us to um nurse everything went smoothly from that point on and I was like, okay this is great so I noticed if I would be out and I couldn't lay back then we'd have issues of him like not wanting to get on because you know <laughs> my milk would just like Word. I would tell my fiance, I'm like, oh, here we go. We're raining <laughs> again. It would just like hurt everywhere. And he was like, oh my God, like this is, he would catch it sometimes. Okay, this is so much. Cause I'm like, I'm just wasting milk at this point. It's just right. out. Oh my God. Um, but um, what also helps too is um, like hand expressing um, five to 10 minutes before you're about to nurse. Um, that can help with letdown not being so intense. And even also um, pumping before can um, help. Just pumping like five minutes before, just a little bit, just to kind of um, get some of that out and get like the intense letdown, um, and then you can go ahead and start nursing from that point. Is what what I what I learned in the, my um, like patient support group. So all those things, just playing around with them, can help you out. And it it is stressful. Like it it sounds bad because when I went to my support group, a lot of the women there, majority were having issues of not enough milk production. So I was very off. It was awkward because we had to go around and say like why you were there. And I was like the last person after everyone was like, they're not making enough milk. And I'm like, well, I make a lot of milk. <laughs> and right. Um, right. So yeah. But you know, everyone has different problems and stuff, but I'm happy we, we finally, you know, we worked it out and four months in, 
I'm feeling confident to go as long as you are 18 months. That's amazing. Like just keep going as long Thank as I can. You. Thank you. Yeah. And good for you. Like, you know, and, and I think it's so interesting, you know, to share that because that you do hear a lot about other moms who do overproduce, but like, it's like, wow, like, what is it? And obviously everyone's different, but like, I think those are really good tips to share. And, and I like that you said, you know, you were kind of looking at everything and going, oh, well, I'm trying to be cute and nurse like this, or I'm trying to do that. And then you realize, but that doesn't work for me. And I think that's like a big part of motherhood, right? Is like everything yeah. that different moms do, not everything is going to work for you. Like different feeding schedules, different nap schedules, different ways you get them to fall asleep and sleep train them. And some people don't believe in sleep training. Like, it's like, I think that there's a, so much judgment out there and there's so much of like, you must do it this way. And it's like, no, it's not one set way. Every single mom, every single baby is different and handles things differently. And how you choose to do it as a mother that works for you and your child, then that's what works. So like, you know, good for you for figuring that out and being like, okay, that's not how nursing works for me. This works better. And like Zion and I are way more comfortable and I'm able to like nurse in a way more comfortable position. Yeah. I don't think it's funny. You mentioned right now, um, sleep training <laughs> because we're going through like an issue with him sleeping, like co-sleeping with us, like yeah. in, our, in, in the inner bed. So I've expressed that to some people and people are just like really opinionated when you tell them what you're doing and oh yes, that's not are. safe you shouldn't do that you know just let him cry it out and let him because he if we put him in his crib he will just cry like hysterical and I've tried it it lasted no more than like two minutes I can't do this <laughs> like I'll just hold him you know where he falls asleep so it just you like what you said it, it depends on what works for you and for your family like nobody's in your household with you except no, you your husband, your child. Yeah. so you know they're not the ones missing like sleep and like hearing your baby cry is never fun so you have to do what works for you <laughs> like, you gotta do what works for you exactly and like good for you you know sharing that and knowing that and you know it, listen I mean all of that is so hard. Like I remember with Amelia, like she, you know, would scream and cry. We never did the co-sleeping, but we did like the bassinet next to the bed, you know, for the first um, four and a half, five months. And so basically, mm -hmm. you know, I would get up like a bunch of times in the middle of the night, you know, so Justin would be like, you know, taking turns, you know, getting her changed and feeding and the whole thing. And, you know, and I just remember when we moved her over and I remember having such a hard time and such a guilt. And for me, I felt like even though it was really hard with Amelia because she really fought it, she was really like kind of throwing her body in the bassinet and almost showing that she like didn't fit anymore and was uncomfortable. So it was almost like, it was like, this, I felt like it was like this, you know, like nature versus nurture of like, okay, literally she's saying she's uncomfortable. I need to like move her, you know, into the crib, even though she's like hating it. And so we did move yeah. her and we did like, you know, the dream feed, we followed, you know, we decided personally to follow the baby whisperer book. We followed that program. We were able to do the dream feed and like wean back the ounces. And obviously she still fought it and it was still hard, but like the dream feed for us really helped because most of the time she would wake up crying around like 11 midnight wanting to eat. So it was like, if we got in there before she did that and we gave her the dream feed, then like she wouldn't wake up and then she would actually sleep, you know, through the night. So it was like, oh my gosh, okay. Like this works, you know, but again, it's like everyone's different. And then also we like swaddled and then we did a sleep sack and like, she's still in a sleep sack now, you know? So it's like, whatever okay. for you, you know, and like whatever, you know, lets you have, you know, that, you know, grace for yourself as well as like your own comfort and peace. Like that's where I think that's where you find like the magic and motherhood. And that's where you find, you know, the beauty in you of being a mama and being parents. It's like, what works for us because everybody myself included is going to have an opinion because that's just 
you know, that's just life. We all have opinions, even if we try not to, it's like, it's just the way it is. And we try not to judge. And, and I work really hard on, you know, myself as a mother being like, don't judge. That's what they choose to do. Like share what you want to share, but like, don't judge. And I think that's, it's really hard for all of us, but I think the more you know those things that work for you and the more you say, okay, it's okay. Those things aren't working. I'm going to do this instead. And just for me, like what I learned is like, I still listen, but I take pieces of what I feel works for me. I pretty much ignore anything else that doesn't and it becomes noise. And then I, uh-huh. you know what I mean? It's like static, you know? And then I be, and then I make my decision, you know what I mean? And like, and then I, and then that's my decision. And then I stick firm to that decision. And I don't let someone waver me, whether it be my in-laws or my parents or my friends or other mom groups or, you know, even a, a doctor or pediatrician. Like if that's my belief, if that's what I feel I'm doing, then like, that's what I stick to. And I feel like your intuition is everything as a mother. Yes. It, and okay. You keep saying things that I'm like, okay, your pediatrician, right? So my pediatrician, <laughs> like literally he, he made me cry at like our, what was it? Our second or two month checkup. Um, he was, you know, so my son was having like issues with reflux and was spitting up a lot. And he was like, well, what, how often are you feeding him? And he was wanting to eat at that time. Like every, I was feeding him like on demand, you know, yeah. every hour. Was to eat every, yeah. yeah. And he was wanting to eat every hour and I would try other things, try to soothe him, calm him. The only thing that would calm him down was nursing. So I was like, okay, I'll just do that. And it was working. And he was like, well, you know, you're causing him because he was spitting up a lot. He's like, you're causing him to spit up because you're overfeeding your son. And I was like, what do you mean I'm overfeeding him? I'm nursing him on demand. Like my lactation experts, that's, like, that's what they, I've been told to do. He's like, well, you know, it, it's different when they get involved in things. Like they're not really educated the way that I am. He's like, so oh, let me, yeah. And he, he literally like talked to me like I was two. He he started, you know, the paper that they have on the, the table where the kids sit, oh, yeah. he drew on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me, let me show you how much milk you make. And this is how much you're giving him. Do you understand what I'm saying? How much this is? And do you see why he's throwing up? And oh, I got gosh. so worked up I was like two months postpartum I got just really I was already dealing with a lot mentally and I just started crying my fiance was like do you mind stepping out of there so when he left he was like what's wrong I was like the way he's talking to me is just like not okay like he was like blaming me and so my fiance had he talked to him and was like you're making her uncomfortable and he was like well I'm just trying to explain to her you know that she's overfeeding him and it's just something simple she could fix but you know I don't see why she's getting upset he didn't apologize or anything so we had to like yeah, so I like let him know. I was like, you know, I might switch pediatricians. I don't like the way this conversation went, and I like I spoke up for myself just to like let him know. Like, yeah, it's good for I you. And we have that, to advocate yeah. for ourselves, and it's like no yeah. shame to like you know doctors and 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 nurses and all that. It's like we understand that they're trying to share their expertise and and whatnot, but it's like again, not one size fits all in the way you share information in how yeah. it actually you know works for your family again of like what you know, this and that, you know what I mean? So it's like uh, good for you for speaking up because so many other people would sit there and just take it and be like, okay, I guess I won't do that. But like you listen to your intuition and you're like, listen, he's hungry. He needs soothing. Like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe because I'm overproducing, it's a little bit more intense, but like, I'm not trying to make my son choke. Like that's a horrible thing exactly. to say. I was like, what? I- mother. I- exactly I was he was just he's so like you know some doctors are like really technical that's like his he's whole by the book he's textbook yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but now that we spoke to him he'd make sure he talks to us a little more friendly and he's like okay they're like millennials let me like yeah <laughs> like really you. What I say. 
Yeah, and I think had, still your had doctor, I been a, you know, and they exactly, have to make you feel comfortable. Had I been like a mom, like in the nineties, I maybe wouldn't have said that, but because of like the social media community around, like that educated me that I like, I had that knowledge. So like, you know what? No, that's not okay. What you're saying. I'm going to do what I want to do. But if maybe I was like my mom and then if she had breastfed or something, I pro- could have been like, oh, okay, I'm listening to my doctor. And I think that that's why a lot of women like stayed away from the idea of breastfeeding and like, oh, I'm going to just do formula because, okay, my doctor says this or whatever. So right. my mother-in-law, she she didn't breastfeed and she's like breastfeeding to her is like weird. She's like, what's going on? <laughs> she's always telling me, give him food, give him water. I'm like, he's getting that from me. She's like, how? I'm like, it's from my milk. Like, yeah, I know. Isn't it so wild how people just don't know or understand? I had to explain to my parents too. They're like, well, now that she's older, like, is she really benefiting from it? And I'm like, yes. If you research, like the milk changes because of our bodies and like during different stages of the years of like life, like different amino acids are created, more of immune systems created, like omega, like all these things. Like I didn't even know either until I did the research. And it's like, now I'm such an advocate for breastfeeding because I just like, I read so much and I do so much research and I'm like, wow, our breasts are seriously like freaking amazing. Like, it's just wild to me that like, you know, our bodies can do this. And that like, you know, with Amelia, like, you know, knock on wood, but like, she's literally been sick like once and it was a tiny little cold, you know, last year, like during, you know, like cold flu season for like all of, you know, I I think like two days. And my, my pediatrician was really good about my breastfeeding. And she was like, listen, I really, you don't really have to give her anything. Like just keep her comfortable and just like take little bats and, you know, steaming and just nurse her. And I know you're going to be exhausted, but just nurse her as much as she'll let you nurse her. And like within 48 hours, she was fine. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow. this is wild. You know what I mean? Like this is my <laughs> body, you know? So I know good for it's you. Crazy. Thank you. Yeah. So it's like, you know, and it's like, and I just think it's like more power to you to like advocate for yourself and to like, know like what to, you know, handle like your doctor, your pediatrician, everything, because it's like at the end of the day, of course they mean well, of course, you know, they, they're there for us, but at the same time, I feel like they are so textbook and there is so much of that, like, let me tell you how it is. And it's like, okay, listen, I'm not as uneducated as you think. Like I actually have done a ton of research. I actually like kind of have an idea of what's going on. And therefore I want to have conversations with you and be further educated, but I don't want to just be told and talked down to like a teacher. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where I feel like there's a disconnect all the time. Cause I've even had that conversation and I switched, you know, when I first found a pediatrician when I was pregnant and then ended up switching when Amelia was born, because I was like, you know what, they don't align with my, with what I want to do and how I see things. And, you know, and they, you know, and it's like no shade, but it's just, again, everyone's different and you have to go with what, you know, works for you. So I'm glad you had that conversation and you spoke up on your own advocate. Cause I think that that's the most important is motherhood is being your own advocate. Yeah, and then it also advocating for your child, too, because I'm like, I mean, this is what he, this is what he wants, so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my pediatrician, he's like, he's an amazing pediatrician. That's why I was like, I'm going to, I have to just tell him <laughs> moving forward, let's not do this, because he's a great doctor for two children. So I was just like, I want, I want my son to keep seeing him, but I didn't want our relationship to be that word. So we just, you know, talked and everything was good. Good for you. Yeah. And you're right about being an advocate for your child because you are the only advocate for them because they can't, you know, speak up. They can't say what they need. You know, they don't really know. So like it is, 
it is on us. So like, you know, so like you mama. So I want to, I want to ask you some questions about, you know, being a model and, you know, you worked with expecting models, you know, being pregnant. And then you're also with the agency. Um, it's NYMMG, right? The New York and uh, LA and international agency that you have. Yes. MMG. They're, yeah, they're based in New York, LA and then international. Yeah. Yeah. that's amazing. So can you tell us like a little bit about, you know, with your modeling journey and how also like that transitioned and, and how that went with becoming pregnant and like getting to work with expecting models and all that? Oh my gosh. So when I found, so when I found out I was pregnant, I was like not expecting it. Honestly, I was on birth control. <laughs> so I was like, what? Um, how did this happen? But whatever it did. Um, so I was actually, I, I felt like I was pregnant. Like I was like, something's wrong. Like, cause my period was late. I'm like, this is weird. Um, and I just had like a, I don't know what, what it was, but I just, you know what I mean? You probably had, you just had a feeling like, okay, something, I think I pregnant something. So I went to the doctor, they did a urine test and it came back negative. And I was like, nah, I was like, can you guys just do like a blood test just to make sure? And they're like, sure. But like, you're not pregnant a hundred percent. Um, just get on your pills like you normally do and your period will come. Cause that's normally what would happen. Sometimes I'd have to get on my birth control for my period to come. So I was like, okay, okay that's what happened here. But it wasn't, it still wasn't happening. So they called me and I worked my first New York bridal fashion week. And I was like, so excited. I was like, Oh my God, while I was working, I was feeling just like really nauseous and tired. And one of the girls I was working with was like, Oh, um, I think that you're probably um, pregnant. And she had just had a daughter a year before. And I was like, I'm not pregnant. I just had a pregnancy test and it came back negative. And the last day they called me, left me a voicemail, like to come into the office. And they were like, they left my voicemail like you tested positive you need to call us back I'm like, what like what does that mean so I called them I was like what does that message mean and they like wouldn't tell me over the phone I'm like you just called me and said I tested positive like for what oh like gosh. I was like what is going? and they're like you're pregnant I was like oh my god just say that so found I was six weeks pregnant like right after New York Bridal Fashion Weekend um, <laughs> at least you got through Fashion Week <laughs> exactly so my mind was like wow I just hit a milestone in my career like this is always something I wanted to do being you know New York Bridal Fashion Week and then I just found I'm pregnant I was so my mind was like what am I going to do like I this is what I'm doing to make money here like I was like not thinking like okay what am I going to do like should I start styling again like because I was doing assisting styling like should I work in showroom and I was like no I want to model like that's what I want to do so like the day I found I was pregnant I looked up I literally typed in pregnancy modeling agencies and expecting models came up and I literally applied and I sent her my pictures and she emailed me like I think like the next day and she was like you're being really proactive you're like six weeks pregnant (laughs) (laughs) Um, so she you know I kept in touch with her and she was like I'd love to have you on board just like once you're further along like send me pictures and everything so I did that with her and she Liza's amazing she was a model herself and she saw like a gap in the industry when she had her own children but there were no uh, pregnancy agencies so she has um, pregnant models and then uh, postpartum like nursing moms and everything so yeah, so it's I mean I was able to shoot while I was pregnant and then um, also now with my son, we just did a photo shoot for motherhood maternity, which was like, I so saw cool. with the breastfeeding. So yeah, cute. thank you. I thought it was so cool. I'm like, man, this is so cool. Like I'm getting a model with my son. Like it just all came full circle. Like when God has a plan for you, he's just like, here, I'm going to show yep. you how it's working. Yeah. So it was, it's been a blessing to be able to like work with my son. And then um, it's, you know, I have a more flexible schedule. So I'm able to be at home with him more. We go to castings together. We, it's just like, it's just, 
crazy that this is working for me when I, my, my stress, when I found out was like, what am I going to do? And it's just all working out. That's so great. And like, so beautiful. And I agree with you. It's like, you know, it's like my dad always said to me, like the famous quote when, you know, when man makes plans or woman makes plans, God laughs. And it's like, it's so true. It's like, you can plan exactly and life throws you curveballs, but it's true. Like when things are meant to be, things just kind of happen. And, and I kind of went through a very similar situation. It's like, you know, I'm celebrity stylist, TV personality, all these things. And then I had, you know, Amelia and all of a sudden I was getting asked to speak about like mom trends on camera. And then I was getting asked to do more influencer work and work with brands with my daughter. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a world I never thought I'd be part of, but I'm so grateful. And I like, can't believe that like, this is now part of my job. No, exactly. It's, it's just weird how it all comes full circle. It's just like, it just all falls into place. <laughs> like, it, does. it shows you that there really is a plan for each of us. It's just sometimes trusting and waiting on that plan is so torturous. Exactly. And you have to like, yeah. really believe that like the stars have aligned and like that things will, you know, happen the way they should. And it's like, I think it's great though that you're sharing that and like, good for you. Like you're getting to continue to model and like pursue your dreams and do what you're doing, but also with Zion fireside and I think it's amazing that like you knew to like go look up like expecting models and like find like agencies like for pregnant models and then I love that they do postpartum too so I'm curious like for you how is it I mean you have an amazing body and you look incredible but like I know for all the mamas we all have you know of course our insecurities after we have a baby and we all go through different things Mm -hmm. How is it for you with shooting for, you know, being in postpartum and like, like with your body and like with this new journey for you, like, how is it all for you? And what's the experience like with being in that, you know, model world, but still like sharing that postpartum journey? Well, I, I thought it was going to be really hard for me at first because just, you know, modeling, you're like geared always like, okay, eat this, eat that, don't eat that, like workout. So I was, I worked out before any pregnant, like literally every single day sometimes twice a day. And that shifted once my, my son came. I didn't, I thought I was going to have the energy, the time, but you just don't. Nope. <laughs> um, <not> with you. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, okay, I had to be realistic. Like, okay, Alexis, you can't work out six weeks after, like you think you can. I thought right. after my six week appointment, I'm going to just get back into working out. And it, it, it's not how it worked. Um, but there's um, a company called the Blue Method, and um, the owner, her name is Brooke, and she focuses on pregnancy and, like, postpartum workouts and fitness. And she's all about just, like, your core, engaging your core, um, and preventing, like, any type of core injury uh, post-birth. So I did some of her videos prior to um, my son being born, and those, they really helped me out. And she, she really motivates you while she's doing her videos. So she kind of gave me, like, some confidence to go throughout like okay let me be confident in my body like I gave birth so if I go to a casting that's maybe not something for a pregnant mom and I feel like oh that girl looks skinnier than me which I, I look at I compare myself like everyone else okay she looks yeah, better, yeah. better thinner. she she's 20 years old I'm 29 she has no kids I have a child I look different <laughs> but I'm like you know what I just I gave birth I'm a mother like I'm powerful and I just remind myself I'm, I, I gave birth I, I brought a human being into this world I love my body and then I think you just have to like dig deep in yourself and just like pull that confidence out and it'll exude through anything you're going through like any for me like castings or like at a photo shoot I just like you know like my body to some people everyone's like oh your body looks great but to me I'm like my body looks different I know it does but I've embraced my new body like the changes that I have and I just like just remind myself like I gave birth I got this I'm cool I can do this no problem and then (laughs) go you know 
go with you the know, flow. You like, have to remind <laughs> yourself. Like I, yeah. like I do the same thing. Like, and, and like, I, I love that you, you know, are being so honest about sharing that, especially as a model, because it's like a whole nother level with being a model, but it's true. All of us look in the mirror and go, oh my gosh, I don't look the way I used to, or, oh my gosh, that doesn't sit the way where it used to sit, you know, before I had a baby or wow, look at all these, you know, roles or look at this, look at that. And it's like, but you have to look at yourself and be like, oh my gosh, I had a baby. Like I carried a human life. My body let me do this. Like I am going through my own process. Like you said, I'm empowered. I'm a mom now. Like I'm on a whole nother level. And like, I agree with you. And I try to do the same thing and tell myself the same thing when I compare is like, but you are in a different space now and your body went through a whole new, you know, journey and you need to be like grateful and thankful of that. So, you know, I think it's great that you send yourself that message, especially as a model. And I love that you get to be part of, you know, the postpartum shoots to also kind of help you like feel inspired about that. Yeah. And what I, what I love about modeling, the way the industry is shifting now, they're really about body inclusivity and like showing different types of bodies like Pharrell just did um, a shoot with Adidas, like a huge campaign about um, like women and like postpartum women, all like women's journeys, like this, the power of the power of a woman. And it had pregnant women, breastfeeding women, like a postpartum, all kinds. And so it's like, you can, you, I get like more jobs now, honestly, like that I have a son. They want people who are like, oh, do you have a baby? Oh my God, cool. Do you have any stretch marks? Do you have this? Do you have like, they want those like so imperfections cool. that make you like, yeah, like perfectly imperfect kind of deal. And like, it, it's just like, it's just crazy how like everything is it just like shifts like okay well now this is my new stage in the modeling industry and I'm gonna just go with it like it's more fun honestly I'm like I can still like eat what I want kind of like I have to be super <laughs> pressured into like fitting into a size zero anymore I'm like oh, it's cool I like this <laughs> right well yeah because you're more relatable and like you're getting to actually like be you and be human and not feel like you said like so pressured of like oh let me be this size and let me eat this to make sure I'm maintaining that like that's that's amazing so are you are like do you now that like you are doing like of course the postpartum modeling like are do you have any kind of like you know, like diet or like way of eating and like, do you work out like also, or like, what's it like now being a mom and being four months out? Yeah. Like, so like I was mentioning, I, I really thought I was going to have more time to work out. Like I set out with the intention, like I'm going to work out <laughs> at least like once, once a day or, you know, I don't know. Like twice I, I'm now. laughing because I'm so guilty. Like I tell myself <laughs> every day, and like if I get outside with, you know, with Amelia and the stroller, we walk around, I'm like, woohoo, that's a win. You know, it's like, I, I yeah. just, and honestly, I of course could make the time, but like I choose to like sleep in in the morning because I'm tired. And like Amelia actually like, you no know, sleeps into like, you know, eight, eight thirty. like she's a really good baby that like now, like she wants to like sleep longer. So like I let her sleep and I sleep and then like, at night I could totally work out, but I'm tired and I choose to like veg out, you know? So it's like, of course, it's really <laughs> exactly. nice, you know, but it's like, I, I I'm laughing because I'm the same way. I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to do this today. And then it's like, I do a podcast instead, or I work on my social media. Like I choose to make other things priorities. So I completely like echo you. And like, I'm, I'm really laughing out loud because I'm like, yep, same <laughs> here, you know? Well, no. Yeah. Cause like you said, the stroller walk, when I go out, like we normally do like afternoon strolls and he like takes naps. That's for me. I'm like, I'm going to consider that my workout for the day. I'm cool with that. And I'm yeah. good because I think sometimes as women, we like pressure ourselves like, oh, I got to get my postpartum body bag, like snap back. And 
I'm like, what is that? Like, you just had a baby snapping back to what? Like, this takes you, you took nine that's months to make it. a baby. It's gonna take you a long time, yeah, to get your body back, even maybe three years, and that's okay. Like, you're a mom, you're an entrepreneur, you're busy, you're doing stuff, you're creating a life for your daughter, future for her. I think she's gonna value that more than like, hey, my mom is like a size zero. Oh like, you so know what I'm well saying? Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to see. Like, I'm like, I don't think my son is going to judge that my stomach is not, you know, a 25-inch waist like it was last year. I think that's okay. I think he's, he likes that he can grab my stomach and there's a little flab there. Who cares? <laughs> like, I'm like, so no, there's not really a workout routine going on right now. I just, like, walk around and um, I do try to do, um, like, core activation from the company I was mentioning before, the Bloom Method, it's like simple stuff. You can just do like breastfeeding, standing. It's like just throughout the day, like engaging your core. Oh, cool. I'll have to check it out. Like, yeah, helping to heal your pelvic floor. So that's really all I do. And then um, I've been vegan for, the, uh, for about three years. So right now I'm vegan-ish because when I was pregnant, I had an intense craving for scrambled eggs. I don't know where that came from. But um, yeah, I ate scrambled eggs all the time and now I, I still like scrambled eggs. So I, I made my fiance call ourselves flexitarians because we eat like kind of <laughs> vegan, kind of not. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. I mean, and I think, again, I think it's great that you're real about like, hey, yeah, I don't really like have a quote unquote, you know, diet I'm doing or like trying to eat a certain way. Because again, I think like that's real life. Like it's like, that's normal. Like, you know, and, and like, good for you for being like, okay, I, I am choosing to like not go crazy about that. And like, when I get little things in to work out, that's great. But like, I'm not putting that pressure on myself. And I think that you should be really proud of yourself, you know, as a new mama, because honestly, I didn't have that kind of confidence or that kind of um, feeling, you know, in the beginning for me, for me, I really truly did not like my body for quite some time. And I really like between my scar for my C-section and just my body not being where I wanted. And of course, comparing and all that, I was really down on myself. And instead of like, yeah. it's okay, and being like, I don't need to watch this or I shouldn't have to feel pressure like, oh, don't eat so much, even though I'm still trying to eat because I'm trying to produce enough milk and all these things. I put so much pressure on myself and looking back, I'm like, wow, I didn't need to put those pressures on myself. So good for you for like recognizing, you know, early in as a new mama to like empower yourself. Yeah. And I'm, so, I'm sorry you went through that. Like, I know you're also in like, LA so I know there's like people left and right who are like oh my god you gotta look this way and like plastic surgery all kind so I know you probably had extra pressures to feel like you needed to look a certain way and that's just like society trying to create this like you know image of a woman post-birth that's just not realistic like it's just you just gave birth that's it that's your body and you know mm -hmm. you just take your time <laughs> to kill yeah like yeah. I and like to see men do that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Preach. Exactly. No, but it's true though. And it's like, thank you for saying that. And, you know, it's like, I, I did, you know, I did feel the pressure and, and being, you know, a public figure in the public eye. Like I did feel like, oh, I have to get these red carpets and I have to be here. And I'm looking at this, you know, yeah. who looks perfect. But like you said it perfectly, you're like, you see this woman and you're like, okay, but she's 20 and she didn't have a baby and she didn't go through this and she didn't go through that. And it's like, it doesn't make her less than, it just makes me say to myself, I'm in a different stage. I'm in a different season of my life. And that's what I have to keep yeah. telling myself is like, Allie, you're in a different season. Like you are, you know, a new mama and you know, you did have an unexpected C-section. You did have, you know, a traumatic birth that you're working through. And it's like, 
those are all things that are your story and you exactly. have to own them and love on them to be able to move forward. Exactly. That's it. That's beautifully said. And uh, like, to be honest, I, I look back at myself, like just last year before my son and I'm like, wow, like you were like a pretty crappy person. I used to like look at some moms and be like, oh my God, I'm never going to look like that. I'm going to work out. And, but I'm like, that was really crappy of me because I didn't know what that mom went through. I didn't know how her year had been. I didn't know what, she, what kind what how her birth went, like anything that could have happened to her that, and it, maybe she was like, I don't really care. And now I think when you become a mom, you just, you realize like what's really important, your priority shift. You're like, I don't need to go running for five miles. Like, why am I doing that? I don't need to do like a million crunches before I go to bed. Like, there's just no, it's just like, you're taking care of a tiny little human being and you're raising them and you're trying to provide yeah. a future for trying them. Trying to survive. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, and that's so true. And, and like, I think that's great of you to say, because it's like, if that makes you happy, that's what you want to do, then by all means do it. But it's like, don't feel the pressure to feel like you have to do those things because you're right. Your priorities shift. And we do look at things differently. And I was the same. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'll never let myself do this. Or, oh, did it? Cause you just, again, we judge without knowing, but then when we go through it and we experience it, you all of a sudden have these like new eyes and you have like this new lens and you're like, wow, yeah. this is motherhood, man. Like it's messy. It's, exactly. it's crazy, you know? And, and it's, yeah. um, you know, it, it's something, it's something special, but it's definitely something that I think humbles you on another level. I definitely felt that yes. for myself and I think it makes us better people. Yeah, it definitely. And that, yeah, like you said, humbles you. That's my, when my pregnancy was going through, I was like, wow, like just being pregnant just humbles me like in yeah. so many ways. And being a new mom, I'm just like constantly like, man, women are just amazing. Like anytime I see a mom on the street, I just smile at her. Oh, like, I love like, that. Girl, what's up? <laughs> I love that. I mean, that's amazing. And I, I feel like, you know, like next time I'm in New York or if you get out to LA, we'll have to for sure meet up IRL because I'm like, you're so like, you're like the same as me. I'm the same way. Like I'll see a mom and I'll smile or like if I'm in Target and they're having a hard day the other day, this mom was like literally, she was going to burst into tears or two kids were screaming. And I just looked at her and I was like, you're doing a great job. And she was like, oh my God, thank you. And I was like, listen, yes. with me today, like I'm by myself, but like, I have been in here ready to go into a corner and ball because my daughter like is having a meltdown. Like you're doing a great job. And she just looked at me like, Oh my gosh, you know? Yeah. You do never know like what you don't, you don't, until you're a mom, it's just like, it's, you don't, before I would see a mom in the store with her kids crying. I'm like, Oh my God, get your kids together. But now <laughs> I'm like, girl, I feel you. High five. You're doing it. Okay. <laughs> right. You do. You're like, Oh my gosh, I'm in it with you. I'm in the thick of it with you. You know, like I, I get it, you know, and it's like, I, I, I joke, I say this to my mom, but I mean it. I'm like, oh my God, mom, I bow down to you now. Like I have a whole yes. of respect. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I tell my mom that every day I'm like, mom, like, I'm sorry for any of the stress I caused when I was a teenager because <laughs> it was a lot of stress. I'm like, but you're amazing. Like, you're just like a goddess. Like, yep. literally. Three kids. Like, I don't know how you did it. Hey, my mom it. too. I know myself, and my two brothers. I'm like, wow. Like, it's. It's wild. Yeah. It really is, you know? So, well, this was like, so just like inspiring and like so truthful. And I so appreciate you sharing like your heart and your truth. Is there anything else you'd want to leave, you know, my audience um, with, I mean, gave so many great gems, but is there anything else that you'd want to leave us with? Um, I let, let me see. So I am in, so because of my whole breastfeeding journey and just, you know, just, I've been inspired, like you said, being a new mom. Um, I was sitting at home, like thinking of like, a business idea. I've, I've been wanting to start like my own store for a long time, but I couldn't figure out like what niche I wanted to get into. 
And I have like a dire love for thrifting. Like I've been thrifting since I was in high school. Before it was cool. Okay. Like, I love before it. Thrifting was like, <laughs> you were like an OG thrifter. <laughs> yes. Like oh six, I was in the store. My mom was like, ew, that's nasty. Those are thrifted clothes. But I've always <laughs> loved thrifting. Um, so breastfeeding has been like difficult finding like stuff that I like that's like cute and like, um, but you know, except easy to nurse in, but um, that like matches like my style, my vibe. So I was like, well, why don't I just like start like a store for breastfeeding? I was like, what kind of store? So I have a, I've been working on a store. I'm going to be launching it in November. It's called Liquid Gold Vintage and it's curated um, items for the nursing mamas out there. So it's just like really dope, awesome vintage pieces I that I've curated. I love the name. It's so good. Thank you so much. So I'm, I'm really excited. One of my close friends uh, back home in Dallas, uh, she's a graphic designer. So she, we were working on my logo and everything. So we've finalized everything. And I'm just excited to launch it out in November. So just want to like let your followers know. Check it out and support. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's amazing. And good for you, mama. Like, look at you four months out and you're launching a store and you're, you know, killing it with breastfeeding and you're being an advocate for yourself and Zion. Like you should be so proud. Thank you so much. Thank you. I that's really so appreciate cool. it. And I, and the name, I love it. Cause I would, my, my lactation team is called Goldilocks and they always say whenever I'm producing milk, they're like, that's liquid gold, baby. You know? So it's like yeah. um, that you like, na- you know, named it that. And that's so cool. And like when it, you know, of course, when it launches and everything, you'll have to let me know, I'll go share it and support it. Cause that's what our mamas are here for. And I always ask this question at the end of my show to my mamas right now in motherhood, what is your biggest pet peeve and the most rewarding moments for you? Um, I'll start with the positive. The most rewarding <laughs> moment for me is any time my son, like when I'm nursing him, he's just like looking at me in my eyes, you know, his little hand is on my chest. It just like, nothing else matters. It's just like, I'm like, oh my God, all the stress of the day, anything that happened that I couldn't handle that day, just looking in his eyes, just like, just so rewarding and beautiful. I just, I love it. Um, and see, yeah, I just forgot the other part. <laughs> <laughs> and then biggest pet peeve right now. Oh, pet peeve, pet peeve is just, the passerbyers in New York who have a comment about anything I'm doing, like, oh, your stroller is weird, or why are you holding your son that way? Just, like, unnecessary, unwarranted comments towards me when you oh, don't know so <laughs> what I'm going to. Yeah, like, it's just, the other day, we were walking with my son, and we had a beanie on him, and it fell on the floor, and I didn't pack an extra, and it was kind of windy. I was like, oh, my God, but he didn't want to get in his stroller, so we were carrying him in a baby carrier. And this woman passed by, like, put a beanie on him. He's going to get sick. And I was just like, oh, my God. So I just, like, I just sat there, I was like, first of all, you don't know what we're going through, okay, or yeah. where we're coming from. So please keep your comments to yourself. Good for it's you. Not your child. He's not. Oh my god! Like, just- yeah, listen, I'm from New York. You know, I moved to LA nine years ago, and I I love oh. the blindness of New Yorkers and the realness. But there are still t- some times where it's like, honey, just zip it. Like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a true pet peeve. I, I feel for you. For me, I have to say, <laughs> it would definitely be. Um, opinions that I don't need to hear that are un- unwarranted, like, oh, when are you going to stop breastfeeding? Um, that would definitely be like my pet peeve. And then most rewarding, I guess, would just be, you know, Amelia is 18 months and she's really that exploring stage where everything is just so magical and amazing. And she just makes me feel like everything is magical and amazing. So just, it's so cool. So girl, you're amazing. Go ahead and plug yourself. Tell us where we can find you. And thank you again so much for being a part of this. Oh, thank you so much. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Alexis Christiana. Um, I have a milkshake link tree in, in my bio where you can see my model portfolio, uh, my YouTube channel, and then my store site will be linked on there when it's launching in November. Amazing. Thank you so much, love. And until next time, thank cheers. You. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 
Hey guys, we're Sarah and Matthew Bivens, hosts of the Doing It At Home podcast, a show dedicated to empowering stories and resources around home birth. Our mission is to normalize home birth and encourage mamas and families to be educated, supported, and empowered by their birth choices, whatever they are. You can find the podcast in Apple, Google, Stitcher, the Pod Network, and on our website, diahpodcast.com.